0: Okay, so I'm back, Renée Dubois, host of Inspire Me, and I hope all is well for you, your family, your friends, your tribe, your village, your community. And I'm not being cynical when I say that. Honestly, when I talk to people on the phone before the conversation gets started, I immediately will ask them, how are you and your family? Is everybody well? I don't do the Wendy Williams, how you doing kind of thing, but I sincerely, genuinely want to know how people are doing that I'm speaking to on the phone and how their families are doing. People are losing family members all the time to this thing we know as COVID, isn't it? And to me, it's important to connect with people, especially when you have them on the phone, because Most connections in the last, let's say, five, seven years have been via a mobile phone, but not ear-to-ear. It's been text-to-text. Yes, there is a lot of video FaceTiming going on as well, especially when the pandemic became a pandemic and the whole world was shut down and forbidden to leave the residents Or domain on inspire me I like to do exactly that inspire you touch heal and inspire you I like considering this podcast to be one that not only encourages but educates and informs granted sometimes I talk about things in the beginning that are extremely controversial but this is my voice this is my place And of course, opinions are like certain parts of the body. We all have personal anatomy, isn't it? And we all use it. And while urine looks the same, isn't it? Opinions are not the same. So when you come to inspire me, like the organs of the body, we all have a heart, we all have kidneys we all have lungs, and while all of these organs and personal organs are the same, and that in and of itself can be controversial, especially when you look at the transgender community. That's not my show today. I do have one coming forth, but while we all have the same organs, majority of people around the world, we all have opinions likewise, but Every opinion is not going to be the same as yours or mine. Inspire me is all about what's happening in the world because I've lived in more than 40 countries around the world. I still continue to travel to do it three or more countries a month around the world. As a woman in leadership, I think it's very important as a leader to articulate strength, to be non-ambivalent about my thoughts on any given topic, on any given situation that's happening in the world today. I'm an author. I'm a world-class, award-winning speaker. So of course, I've got a lot to say. And when you've seen the world as I have lived and been exposed to it, And I'm telling you, while there's countries that are absolutely filthy from environmental, shall we say, trash, plastics and things of that nature, there are some very, those types of countries, there are some very interesting cultural nuances that I found in those countries. There's so much that I enjoy about podcasting. One of them is being enlightening and enlivening your thoughts, perhaps even giving you something deeper to think about or another way to think about it. I enjoy podcasting because as I said, it's another voice for me and there's thousands of podcasts out there. If you have found me, thank you. If you're continuing to listen to me, thank you. This podcast is all about women in leadership. Now, Women's Day or Women's Month is over. That was in March, but that's just a point. The needs and the struggles of women is not over. While the month is, the needs And struggles of women is not over. So you're going to always hear about not women's struggles per se. Yes, there'll be times, but you're going to hear about on this podcast, how to build, how to strengthen who you are as a woman in business, as a woman in leadership. And that leads me to the topic for this particular episode. I've entitled it Women in Leadership's Tips to bend but not bow. Let me say it again. Women in leadership, not women in leaderships, (laughs) but women in leadership. Tips to bend and not bow. If you're questioning what I mean by bend but not bow, let me break that down before I get into the number of tips that I have on this episode. When I say bend, I'm talking about being flexible. I'm talking about understanding compromise is not releasing or giving up who you are. When I talk about bin but not bow, when I refer to bow, I'm talking about not bowing or succumbing to things that go against who you are, your morals, your ethics, But you do it anyway. You know, there are men and women all over the world that are willing to do any bloody thing to get where they want to be or to obtain power. You're not listening to somebody like that. I want what I get earned. And I want it to be earned honestly. And I want what I receive to be a blessing of God, blessing of Allah, and to be a blessing based on the works of my hands and the energy, the time, and the thought I put into it. I I can sleep at night comfortably and not have to take pills just to go to sleep at night because I'm not living a life as a woman in leadership destroying the lives of others. I'm not crushing the success of another woman because she made it to that plateau before I did. It's ludicrous, I know. But it's happening. When you look at the race issues, the DNI diversity and inclusion issues, and the struggles that some communities have. Yes, I'm referring to the white community. You know, it's a dwindling race. I think they know that. But In all fairness to a great many whites, not all whites are bad. But those who are give the entire race a very ugly image, isn't it? So diversity and inclusion, it's about people of color, but it has ascended into a whole new, shall we say, description. Because it is now including the LBGQ community. It is now including transgenders. As a woman in leadership, you've got to know the difference between bending and bowing. Are you bowing to someone? And I'm suggesting that bowing can even be, you are an actress, you really want the role, so you lay on the couch and you have sex with the director. That's bowing. That's what I'm referring to when I say bowing. Bending is bending over to address the issue and compromise and give up on some of your stance. You get me or not? That's bending. So I'm going to give you some tips that I think you will find, I hope you will find, quite lovely that you will Embrace that you will say, hmm, never heard of those tips, actually, and I've been in leadership for many years. Whatever your case, whatever your situation, I hope this episode will help you. So let's begin. Women in leadership, we all have to learn how to bend and not bow. We all have to learn how to communicate and not compromise. We all have to learn the difference between a boss and a leader. A boss has the title. A leader has the people. If you are a woman in leadership, but people are not following you to the extent that you almost feel adored, you're just a boss. And there are plenty, in fact, a litany of bosses out there, male and female, who do not have the respect of those who follow them, of those who work with them or for them. So tip number one would be reframe your situation. You know you take a certificate, whether it's from a university or something you've earned through some courses, and the first thing we want to do is frame it so we could put it on a desk or hang it on a wall. When I say reframe your situation, that's exactly what I'm saying. Sometimes a certificate, you couldn't find the frame that actually would perfectly Fit around your certificate, so you just take something else, you compromise, and you take something else so that you can quickly frame your certificate and put it, you know, in a safe, secure place. In leadership, as a woman, when you reframe your situation, you're doing precisely that, you're putting a different frame around the situation, something that makes it less volatile. Something that makes it less convoluted and uh, maybe toxic. You see where I'm going here? Tip number two would be set aside time for problem solving. You are not a woman in leadership if you don't set aside time for problem solving. Even if you're just a junior supervisor, you still have some role in the decision making. It may not be all powerful like you would desire or like, but it's, it's still a role of decision making and problems are going to arise. If there are people with a heartbeat and a pulse and they are not robots, you're going to have problems. Well, good grief, with a robot, you can have problems because everything breaks down, isn't it? Everything breaks down at some point. Everything gets old at some point. Everything becomes mundane at some point. So that means, or I'm suggesting, that problems are going to always be there. They're going to always arise. You're not going to just evenly float and not have sharks to come about around you. And sharks can appear in different forms. You know that another show. But staying on point, you have got to set aside time for problem solving. If you have been made aware, you are aware of problems, don't let it just surface. Don't try to push it under the surface. Deal with it in the moment. Then the next tip is fix up the bad hygiene. In other words, for you personally, stop laying in bed with your laptop and try to do your work. That's bad hygiene and is certainly bad for your physique. It's just not good for your health. And by the time you get ready to go to bed, you are, you're a bloody mess. Do your work at your desk with your laptop or desktop. When you're done, leave that laptop and your desktop, of course, on the desk, leave it there and go on and do something else to relax your mind, to bring peace to your mind and to bring calmness to your mind and your body. Here's another tip. Really live in the moment. I've got some friends who are outstanding leaders, but they don't live in the moment. They cannot address things right there precisely in that moment. Live in the moment means you are enjoying life and you are enjoying the life of a leader and the life of leadership. And it shows by way of how you communicate and treat others. So keep in mind that living in the moment is everything that you think it should be and then some. You cannot achieve your goals, ultimately, all your goals, without the help and support of others. And it doesn't matter if that support is coming from volunteers or paid employees. Both are equal and should be equal in your eyes as the leader. Just because you're paying one group and not the other doesn't mean the paying group has more value. No, they don't. The volunteers are there because they want to be. The employees are there because they need to be. Uh Uh-oh, hello? That's another way to look at it. Another tip I have for you, tour around your home, your office, wherever, for 15 minutes. In other words, get up from the desk. When I work from my home office, it's nothing for me to drop 15 hours a day. But I will get up and go walk my 12 miles. I can tell when I'm, when my body is kind of frustrated and want me just to give it a bit of a rest and let go for a little bit because I start hurting in my forehead right around my eyebrows. I know it's time to give it a break. Even though I have special lenses in my eyes well in one of them anyway and you may or may not know this about me especially if you are a new listener but i had a stroke in my right eye another show you can't believe it when i tell people that they're like oh my goodness i've heard of a stroke but i never heard of a stroke in the eye what did you do well for about almost two years i received injections you know a long needle inside my right eyeball to help regain and restore the vision. Because I was doing a lot of sunning at one point, I developed cataracts, so I had to have them removed. One was removed in the left eye, but the right eye, the cataract is still there on top of the fact that the eye had a stroke. So retina specialists are not so sure that they're able to remove the cataract from the stroke eye. Now, what does that have to do with the woman in leadership? Leadership, especially as a woman, but also applies to men. It's precisely like that. Sometimes there are attacks and to remove the attacking issue, you've got to reassess and maybe bring in special people to help with the removal or... You have to maintain and continue for a period of time until change can be brought about. Until you can safely make that about face, if you will. Very interesting way to look at it, of course. But very powerful nonetheless. Go people watching. That's another tip. Go to the mall. Maybe your office is connected to a mall or near the mall. Don't get in the car, walk. You know walking changes all of the organs in the body and it's the best thing you can do to fight off all diseases, another show. And you can go and walk in the mall or just get a, a, a cup of coffee. There's a lot of known, well-known brands out there and you, you just sit and somewhere in the mall and just watch people. Some of the most fascinating people or fascinating, I would say things of your day can be watching people. The things you will be exposed to just watching people will amaze you. I have another tip. Develop a back pocket question for potentially awkward situations. All I'm saying here is be prepared to have something to pull from your back, your back pocket. You've seen people walking around with their mobile phones in their back pocket. I don't ever do that. They used to call it a butt call. Somebody call you and you're saying, hello, hello, hello. And they don't hear you and they don't say anything. That's because the phone is in their back pocket and it's what they call a butt call. (laughs) They made some kind of motion and their derrière touched the phone and it called you. I know it's crazy. There was a time when it would happen quite frequently. I don't hear so much with newer, more evolved smartphones of it happening so much these days, but there was a time when it was quite frequent. So when I say this, I'm talking about Having something. In other words, always be ready to pull from your back pocket to have an answer, to have a solution, or something that will lead to a solution. I have another tip. Remember the little things, saying please and thank you, and using people's names. Oh, I saved that for last for a reason. I cannot tell you how many times I have called someone by their name, who called me on the phone because they're responding to an inquiry that my assistant perhaps filled out a form on on their website. And when they call and give me their name, and there was a time when I was horrible at it, and the conversation wasn't so pleasant. But I bloody tell you, every time, each and every time, I have remembered the person's name. And during the course of that conversation, you know, called them by their name periodically. Ugh, oh, the conversation went to another level and things that I may would have had to pay for suddenly became complimentary. Do you not understand as a woman in leadership, as a man or a woman in leadership, remembering somebody's name, You know how it is you go to these networking events before the pandemic, yeah? And you collect people's cards. Well, what I used to do then that I still do now, I would write on the back of that person's card after we parted and went to go and talk to other people, I would find a secluded place quickly to go and write down details about that person on the back of their card so that when I sent them a follow-up email, I could refer to that conversation or what they had on. And while I'm writing the email, I'm writing with a thorough remembrance of that man or that woman. The amazing astonishing response that comes from that person there are no words to describe it you have no no understanding or comprehension I'm joking of course of where that one little tip will take you as a leader remembering to say please and thank you in some cultures like mine in France merci Merci, bonjour. You know, it's 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 just a standard. It, it just automatically flows. Some cultures, people have to remember to say it. Or they have to sort of be coerced into saying it. But in a lot of cultures, it's not that way. It's automatic. But remembering somebody's name and calling them by their name, that's not automatic. But if you do that as... A person in leadership a woman in leadership you'll go a long way all right here's another tip when you care show it that goes into the bending kind of thing you're bending when you show that you care you're bending when you remember a person's name you understand me you're bowing when you remember their name, but you say it incorrectly, or you choose to be quite rude about remembering that person's name. There's a whole lot of ways to bow. And all I'm saying in this episode is that bowing also has its place. Look here, I lived in Japan. You're going to bow all day long, every day. That's a different kind of bow. That's a bow in respect. So, I'm not conveying, nor am I suggesting that bowing doesn't have its place. It does. But bending is almost being a bit submissive. And bowing can also be submissive when it's done in the right way. Explain your decisions, don't just make them. Uh oh. Oh la la. You're bowing when you just make your decisions. Bowing is almost like I, you know, this is my decision. I'm the leader. I'm the boss. I do what I want. I don't need your permission. You know, don't bow to every given whim that comes your way. Th- that's, that's the direction I'm going in when I say, bend, but don't bow. Y- you know, compromise, show balance, you know, remember things, say, thank you. All of these essentials of emotional intelligence, remember all of that and bend, have the balance, learn how to, to show equal uh, balance with, with all things, but you don't have to bow. You don't have to go overboard by, by being submissive. Or showing that you're understanding or that you understand an issue. I mean, again, bend, but don't bow. Don't don't allow yourself to succumb to things that you don't really agree with. If you don't agree with it, don't bow. It's that simple. So explain your decisions, just don't make them without thinking you've got to have somebody else's. Opinion before you make it. I'm not saying that you can't get advice from somebody that you may have as a mentor or that you really love, honor, trust, and respect. I'm just saying explain your your decisions. Just don't just make them. You know, when you are having to let someone go, you're terminating someone. Explain why you're letting that person go. They need to know the reason for the termination. That's that that's a given. But you don't have to bow and go through all that that you I mean you just don't have to do that. You don't have to make a person feel worse than they already do. Bowing is a very unique position for a woman in leadership because Sometimes bowing can make you feel like you're giving up your morals, your beliefs. And that is exactly what I'm talking about here. Don't give up who you are. That's bowing. Don't give up or forget where you've come from. That's bowing. Don't just do it because it's going to make You, the money you've been working five years for, that's bowing. Not all business is good business. So don't bow to certain needs and certain business simply because, you know, it's a lot of money and you need it. Other things will come along. And I know that that's going to be a struggle for a lot of people. Look here, this young girl that spoke, Amanda Gorman, the poet, at President Joe Biden's inauguration. She's going to be on the cover, May cover issue of Vogue. And I read an article that she said very clearly that she turned down 17 million in endorsements. Oh, la, la. And instantly, most people read that and thought, fool, what was she thinking? Her mother didn't raise her right. All kind of negative things. But exactly what I'm telling you about Amanda Gorman is exactly what I mean when I say, Ben, but don't bow. Her answer was, and her reason was those companies that amounted to that 17 million were not companies that she wanted to work with. There were things about those companies that she has particular issues with that, you know, whatever it is, maybe their diversity and inclusion program or how, how they are. Maybe they've been caught up in some ugly dynamics with people of color. So to take the endorsement, despite the ugliness with black people, and she's a young black woman, that would be bowing, succumbing to those millions of dollars. She didn't do it. She took a bend and gracefully said no. Ladies, that's what I'm saying to you. So I hope that as I've shared the tips For those of us in leadership, how to bend but not bow, that you've gained a great deal from it. I'm Renee Dubov.